I'm rolling my sleeves up. Here we go. It's episode three. Hello and thank you for downloading Jeff Brazier, Only Human, my brand new straight-talking podcast. Mental health is a big deal to me. I've always been fascinated by human behavior and consider myself a keen self-developer. To fuel my interest a few years ago, I trained as a life coach, NLP practitioner, and wrote a book that I'm incredibly proud of called The Grief Survival Guide. So I know a thing or two about honest discussion and exploring these subjects in detail. In this podcast, I'm going to talk openly about my most testing life experiences, of which there have been a few, but most of all, I'm going to try and add some value and help with your challenges. This podcast for anyone who believes they can improve, but realises that at the end of the day, we're only human. So this week I popped a question on social about distractions. What are you not getting done and what's distracting you? Is it your mobile phone or is it something else? My personal distractions are, oh, there's quite a few actually. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Sometimes my workload is such where maybe at the end of the week it's kind of, there's a bit of a bottleneck. So I'm recording this on the Friday. I've also got to do research for a game. Um, There's also one or two other bits that I need to do. So I think if it wasn't for my early morning routine, uh, I'd be much more likely to be sat here feeling very conscious of time, very conscious of the fact that time's against me. I'd get that sense of, it's a form of anxiety, isn't it? I guess, I mean, it's just a tangible feeling that I'm aware of, am I going to get it done in time? Um, So yeah, I've experienced that a fair bit. I also, I recognise that having too much information in front of me, say like if I've got the laptop open, I've got the phone there, I've got loads of bits of paper on the desk and I've got loads of different things that need doing, then it's actually really difficult for me to um, to concentrate on that one task. So what I've learned to do is to just clear your desk of anything that isn't related to what it is that you're doing there and then, even if that means putting your laptop on the floor or on a chair or something. The hardest thing that's on our list, I think that's always something. Um, if you've if you're a bit of a to do lister like I am, then you you'll always have one thing that is a little bit less desirable, and that's where I think the biggest distraction lies in that you've got something that you are very keen to avoid. You know, sometimes it's when you have to pay uh, a contractor for for like some work they've done, like the painter or the tiler or whatever. Uh, I personally am like, right, just get it, get it done straight away. Otherwise, you it will sit there staring at you, and it will be like, well, it is some more money that I haven't got in my account. So I understand what that feels like, but it's uh, yeah, it's definitely good practice to do the hardest thing first. And obviously, the other thing um, that I'd say distracts me is quite a long list, isn't it? Hope you're identifying with a lot of these, or, or I'll end up feeling quite self conscious. But <laughs> yeah, Freddie, when when we're homeschooling, we've got a really good little rhythm going between the two of us. Um, but yeah, as he naturally would and has every right to, he will get a bit uh, distracted himself. So when he's distracted, do I allow it to distract me? Uh, or is it my job to sort out his distraction and get him back on track? It all amounts to, to distraction basically being passed around the room almost like a tennis match. Um, and I expect that everybody that's homeschooling uh, their children will will know exactly what I'm talking about with that. But look, there's everything that distracts me. Um, I hope that still leaves some room left for you to tell me about your own distraction. I know we've got a few questions, so less about me, more about you. So what is distracting you? Producer Emma, what's the first question? The first question's from John. 
Working from home is my distraction. I know what my daily workload looks like, but getting easily distracted by dogs, mobile phone, washing, tidying up. Any suggestions maintaining focus? I'm trying to do a to-do list, but it's only partly helping. Yeah, I think maintaining focus is an absolute art. Um, You know, during any one day, I think we can only sustain our effort levels for a certain period of time. Um, It's been suggested in a book I've read recently, The 5am Club, that um, you should try and work in 60 minute bursts and then literally just make sure that you get up, change state, change position, change environment, go for a walk, go and get a snack, go and get a drink, do something but for 10 minutes. Um, and then that's a way of kind of breaking state and then coming back to the next task or whatever it is that you're continuing to do. But if you try and work for two, three hours continuously, then there is no way that you're going to be able to maintain focus for that level of time. So to uh, break things down into bite size um, chunks is definitely one bit of advice that I'd give John. But also with regards to the to-do list, I found time boxing really helps. It's just one of many techniques to organize yourself for the day ahead. Um, But it really works for me. And I just want to tell you a little bit about it briefly. And you'll have to imagine what this looks like on a piece of paper in front of you. But in order to time box, um, firstly, what we do is we put in on non-negotiables, i.e. that meeting on Zoom at two, that podcast we've got to record at nine. And then what we'll do around that is um, weave in the uh, responsibilities that we have. So it might be that because I'm homeschooling, I'm going to put three hours in. Um, One will be in the morning, one will be at noon, one will be sort of late afternoon. And I know that that's when I'm sat down giving Freddie my undivided attention. Amongst these things will be the windows of opportunity. You can label them A, B, C, D, depending on how many you've got. Um, and then what you'll do is is probably separately, you, you'll then be able to take your traditional to-do list and you'll be able to port them over into the boxes. Now, what you have to remember is obviously to make sure that it's realistic as to how much you're asking of yourself within any set time. If you want to be really detailed about it, which really does help, um, what you would do is is actually plan for your breaks. You can also plan for your time on social media, which is a subject we're absolutely going to get around to because that is the greatest distraction of all time at the moment, isn't it? Actually, you can preempt the the distractions that we're all likely to experience. I mean, we all know what distracts us, don't we? But, you know, there's, there's so much we can do to safeguard our focus. Um, but, yeah, time boxing as a technique has been nothing short of a a revelation for me and I'm sure it will do the same for everyone else out there that likes to plan that likes to make a list but wants to actually make a list that works as opposed to one that sets you up for failure thank you John so much for kicking us off in style we're a community it's what I really want to make sure that everybody understands and uh, if you have any advice or solutions for John um, perhaps ways that you've done this in your own schedule then do let us know and I'll try and include this in next week's podcast the email is jeff j-e-f-f at onlyhumanpod.com this next question's from Anne-Marie I'm putting off prepping for an interview my distraction is your podcast but the reality is fear that's my distraction Fear of not being good enough for the job, or at least the panel thinking that. And Marie, you're clearly an amazing reflector. You've probably spoken for a lot of people in that if we're sat here feeling fear or apprehension, nerves, stress, um, these these are all triggers for distraction. Um, so, you know, that's what's going to send us scrolling for our phone you know, looking out the window or whatever it is that we do to distract. My tip really for this would be to journal what it is that we're feeling in that moment. So I've got a notebook that sits by my side all day, every day. 
uh, whenever I experience a fault or a feeling, then I try and record it, log it. And then at the end of the day or at the end of the week, I'll go through them all. And it's such a, a rich source of knowledge about yourself, like introspection, just things that you didn't realize or that you didn't collate and hadn't really sort of put together. By journaling that feeling, I think also because it's been aired and it's been recorded, then actually it helps it to pass. And you can very easily just, well, I say very easily, it's probably not what I mean, but you can then, it's possible for us to go back to the task that we were on uh, without actually having acted on the emotion in order to find a distraction. You might consider journaling to be a distraction, but it's not because it's a, ultimately it's a productive way of bypassing that particular emotion and the trigger that it was trying to set off. Um, so, you know, we have this, we have this survival skill, I think, I think it comes from survival, really, it's definitely part of our prehistoric brain, it's something that people describe as the the, the reptilian mind. Um, but it's, it's ultimately to keep us safe. And what happens is if something is uncomfortable for us and triggers something that we don't want to feel, then our primary instincts tell us to escape it, avoid it, do something different. If you if you're that sort of conscientious as as you clearly are, Amory, then I'm sure the panel will really like you. And as you know, you increase your chances of being relevant for whatever that role is. A because of whatever attributes you've got naturally, but also because of the time and effort that you're putting into it. So tell that that desire to be distracted to do one and back yourself and trust the fact that you're putting the time and effort into. So why can't it be you? Anyway, let them be the judge of that and not you. This next question actually comes from two different people. One is Sarah. She says her distraction is my mobile phone. Honestly, it's getting worse. I just can't put it down. And Nicola also says phone. I try to leave it somewhere where I can, work permitting. Example, at home when I go to the park or upstairs at the weekends. Aside from that, though, constant scrolling. It probably and realistically means I'm getting 50% less done than what I should be doing. Yeah, there are there are so many things that we can actually do in order to really safeguard ourselves against the things that can distract us the most. So, you know, in terms of having your phone uh, in the bedroom at night time, you might say, oh, but I need the alarm. Um, you know, I've, I've said that on quite a few occasions, but um, I've just set my alarm actually so that it's a, a song. It wakes me up with Bill Withers, um, A Lovely Day, which I thought was a nice touch, but still the phone's next to my bedside table and you, you might ask, well, what's the, the issue with that? Well, I'm much more likely to interact with it. Say if you've got your notifications on, you're just about to fall asleep and all of a sudden it goes ding. What do you do? Do you look at it? I bet a lot of us do all the time. Let me tell you this. <laughs> I honestly consider myself to be quite disciplined with my phone. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm sucked in by it. In fact, I don't touch it until 8am every day. And I also try and stop interacting with it from at least nine o'clock onwards. So that I've got an hour of no screen time before I'm meant to be going to sleep so I can get up early. I wanted to check on what my screen time was yesterday just to confirm that my suspicions were correct and that I had a really good grip on the amount of time I spent on social media. Now, bear in mind I use social media for, for this podcast, uh, but also because it's kind of part of my profession, to be honest, to uh, to put things out there and to engage. Where would I be, obviously, without the engagement um, from guys that are listening to this? You guys. Um, so uh, my screen time was six hours and I was appalled. 
And I was like, hold on. So I'm up from five till 10, which is, oh God, I have to do maths in front of you now, but I think that equates to 17 hours. For those 17 hours, six of them has been spent on a device. Again, doing more maths, fractions. You can tell that I'm homeschooling, um, but it's, it's about a third of my day. I, I still don't think it's good enough. I, I still think, all right, even for someone who needs to work on their phone, like I have a good excuse for doing so. Um, like Because four hours and 48 minutes of it was actually on, on social networks. That's too much. So I think I can dramatically reduce that. I can definitely hit four hours and actually that's going to be my new target. So what about you though? Um, what's your target? What's acceptable for you? Do you even look at, the screen time controls that we've all got on our devices that tell you exactly how much you've uh, you've been on your devices. Are you not interested? Do you not want to look at it just in case you don't like what you see? I was shocked. So my question to you is like like Sarah and as Nicola has started to give some um, helpful advice to, how much time do you spend on your mobile phone? What is your screen time? Go and check it. Let me know on social. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And yeah, tell me how you feel about that, whether you're happy with the amount of time that you're spending and the sort of things that you're doing. And also um, times that time by 365. <laughs> There's a lot of maths involved today. Um, and and that's obviously how much time that you are spending on those pursuits uh, per year. I guess let's extend the question and say, you know, what could that time be better put to? Could it be put to better use? And that's that only you can decide. Um, so that'll be really interesting. I'd, I'd be really, really intrigued to hear what everybody says about that. Uh, again, you can find me at jeff at um, onlyhumanpod.com. Um, there is no erm in that email address, by the way. It's jeff at onlyhumanpod.com. Or you can send me a, a tweet, an Instagram message, or find me on Facebook as well. So after revealing my absolute shocker uh, with the fact that whilst I thought I was really good at not being on my phone that much, I'd actually been on it six hours yesterday. I've decided that on Sunday I'm going to go 12 hours without social media, so I'm not going to check any of it. No Twitter, no Insta, no Facebook. I'm going to record little moments of when I would normally reach for my phone and tell you what goes through my my little brain um, when and as that happens. I'm probably going to journal it because obviously I can hold my notebook because I've, I'm not holding my phone instead. So I've, I've been without a phone before. Um, I think we've all lost our phone or something, and it's been a little while till we could replace it. Um, I, I personally remember feeling like, oh, do you know what? It's been really nice. <laughs> um, but then as soon as you get it back, it's like, oh, yeah, right, now I can post this, and now I can be nosy, and now I can talk football. And, you know, so we're a glutton for punishment, but as I said, six hours, it's not good enough. I don't accept it, so I'm going to have to do something about it. I'm going to reduce that to four by next week, okay? By the next episode, I will be down to four hours. I will be able to show evidence if anyone wants to hold me to account. I want to know, are you going to join me for 12 hours on Sunday? So you decide what the 12 hours are, whether it be nine till nine, do you think that you can go that long without scrolling? So one of the benefits of working from home is that I can obviously um, 
pull in my family when and as it's relevant and seen as we've been talking about distraction we've been referencing teenagers as well and um and devices generally um as a parent of two teenage boys uh, i thought i'd bring one of mine in and uh i've got bobby sitting next to me bobby you're right i'm good good stuff right so we've been talking about um focus and uh, i know that you've had a little bit of a dip of late and you'll tell us about that but um tell us about the the couple of weeks that you had where all of a sudden you were you were just on fire just smashing wasn't you? laugh i was smashing laugh i don't know i had a i just i had a routine and i was sticking to it every day and every day it was getting more like second nature and feeling easier and easier and i, I just felt really good about everything i was doing i know i was improving myself I was online in line with where I wanted to go but I guess it like you just fall off and it's hard to get back onto it but it's definitely worth worth getting back onto it what sort of things were you doing I was waking up at 5 15 showered by half five meditating reading learning writing um training a lot running walking just being out in nature learning about my chakras Staying all the all these things that you wouldn't think you wouldn't even think about doing, but then when you do it, everything feels so much clearer, and you're like, "Why would I ever go back?" But you just do. This is what happens. And you're right. Why would I ever go back? It's exactly how I feel now. Now I'm in a really good routine, doing a lot of the things that you're talking about. Um, but I know because I'm not stupid. I've experienced this before that there will come a time where that will be really, really challenged. Um, so now you're in that period of like, oh, I have fallen off. How do you get yourself back in line? Do you want to get yourself back in those habits that you're in? As of now, I don't think so. I think if my mental health starts taking a dip, then I will. But I feel fine. Like, I feel fine. I, I'm not putting any pressure on myself to do all these crazy wake up at five, train every day, spend loads of time in nature. Like, I'm not putting any pressure on myself. So I feel fine. But I think when I start to notice my motivation levels and just my well-being go, I think then it might change. And I think naturally I've I've got to that state and then a couple of days later I'll just naturally pick myself back up and train or do something. So I feel like subconsciously I know when to do it. It's interesting because as you're talking, it's almost like you're describing it, you do those things in order to repair and renew. Mm. Whereas I feel like I'm doing it the other end of the scale. I'm actually doing it in order to give myself the best possible foundation for having a good day, a productive day um, and propelling myself towards the things that I want to do and I want to achieve. So I think it's both because it, it works both ways. It, it benefits me in my way and it benefits me in what you just said as well. You'll probably listen to this thinking, well, that's a lovely chat for a father and a son. So I can't tell you how grateful I am that, that I'm able to have these kind of conversations with Bobby. We've had many wonderful ones. Very I'm deep. Very wise. But then he bigs himself up like I'm that. Like a wizard. <laughs> You're not like a wizard. I'm like a wizard. Although you do have a lovely head on your shoulders, mate. You you are a teenager. We'd like to hear the teenager's perspective on um, the biggest distraction of all, and that is mobile phones. What's your take on it? I think they're rubbish. I hate them. But I'm also a little bit addicted. Like sometimes I'll be laying in bed. Like what am I doing? I need to get up. Like I'm, this is doing no good. Just scrolling. Like, my body wants to get up, and my mind wants me to get up, but for some reason I just can't, and I just keep scrolling, watching videos or whatever. Do you know any ways, or do you use any ways to help um, kind of, what, adopt some discipline so that 
so that you've got your own self-imposed rules that help you to not look at your phone as much? I just think I don't look at my phone as much when I'm a lot clearer and in my routine and, I've, and I'm more motivated and stuff because I'll be doing other things and I'll be like, what do I need that for? What do you think about the, the future of technology for you? Is it, is it something you worry about? Is it something you're mindful of? I don't know. There's good and there's bad of everything. Like, if you think about it, social media has changed the world. With social media, there's no excuse to not be successful nowadays, I think. So it's good in that way, but it's also bad in this whole mental health pandemic that has come from it. It creates opportunities, but what it gives in one hand, it will take away from your mental health with the other. Mm, I agree. Yeah. We've spoke a lot about discomfort is ultimately the reason why we are distracted, because when you're sitting in a feeling that you don't want, you will reach out to something that will take you out of that to the outside. and into something different. Yeah. Do you recognise that in yourself? Uh, sometimes. Like sometimes if I'm bored, I'll just post a picture on Instagram and it'll do something for my ego because I'll just see likes, likes, likes and I'll count how many hundred likes I, it gets a minute. And that's, I don't know, it sounds silly, but it's just something I do if I'm bored or need a little ego boost or something. Mm. Uh, Bob, again, let's just to recap, go over what you just said, but your your focus was an absolute joy to witness. Um, I, I said to you the other day, is that I'm you... getting, I'm going to get back on it. Well, listen, when and as it suits, it's a choice, right? Mm. So it's a it's a life choice. But the way you've just described the way you felt when you were doing it versus the way you feel when you don't, and almost waiting for you to feel unbalanced so that you start again. Um, I think you've worked it out for yourself, but I love the fact that you've experienced um, having a routine like an absolute champion go-getter, um, and now you've experienced just being a typical teenager again, which which is normal. Which I need is to normal. Know, which if I didn't accept that and I kept on putting pressure on myself, I wouldn't get round to doing it because I don't do things if I don't want to do them and out of pressure. It's just going to push me even further away from it. But you do have the option of the two and you know what it feels like to be both. So mm. that's why I'm, I'm really, really, really pleased for you. Uh, one last question, Bob. Um, I want you to give some advice to any parents listening to this <clears throat> who also have teenagers mm. um, and want to know really how to do the best by them in terms of uh, helping them to not be distracted, to use their technology wiser. Help them find something that they're interested in and actually using their phone in a productive way to watch good videos, learn good things, just help, help them find what they're, in, what they're into rather than things that aren't doing any good for their brain and comparing themselves, help them find something they're interested in. There you go. Listen, you could have very easily turned me grey. I can't believe that I've not got a single grey hair yet. Mm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was a little bit silly. I was very silly. But I think you have to go through those phases. All right, thank you very much. That's all right. Cheers, Bob. See you later. He's got a really good head on his shoulders. He, yeah, he's across it. Um, he's very mindful of how he feels, especially in the lockdown. Like, imagine they're just they're just stuck in their room a lot of the time. But um, it's really reassuring to know that he's been productive and putting time to good use. So, um, yeah, really relieved, really proud of him as well. So look, you know the purpose of the podcast here. What we're trying to do is encourage everybody to have that sense of I can do it and I can improve. And all of these things that we're talking about are options for all of us.
um, ways that we can make our life better, ways that we can tweak our day in order to find little marginal improvements that all add up to quite a lot when it comes to it being over a period of time. Well, I've got an email that, that is a real source of encouragement. Some of you are really starting to incorporate some of the things we've talked about, even though that we're only on our third episode here. Um, and I love the fact that that you guys are, are taking the time really to to try and implement these things in and that it's bringing about some improvements. So Emma, why don't you read the, the email from Holly? I've been up at 5am for the past two days. I'm a mother of three boys, homeschooling, husband at work, and I found myself losing me. No time to do anything because of schooling. I've set my alarm for the past two days, left my phone off, did some morning meditation, morning stretches, cleared all the pots, and now I'm having a cup of tea. I had a good couple of hours before everybody got up, and I even got to see the sunrise. Thank you. Uh, Holly, honestly, no, thank you. Thank you very much for the feedback. That's absolutely what we live for here. But the morning routine is vital. The perspective um, that it gives is is this, is that usually I'd be sat here doing my work and I would feel like I'm behind. I would feel slightly more under pressure. I would feel an element of stress that might even lead to feeling slightly overwhelmed because I've got less hours basically to do the same amount of work. For getting up early, for paying into the bank of Jeffro, um, we've all got our own banks, by the way. Do you pay in or do you withdraw? Uh, so, you know, Holly's paying into the Banco de Holly and um, she's, as a result, benefiting. She's been able to approach her day in a more mindful, in a more measured, in a more relaxed manner. Tell me how things cannot be better when you attribute those things to your day. Being relaxed, being calm, being, being, being planned out and organized. So well done, Holly. Thank you so much. And uh, and again, I'd love to hear from all of you that are, even if you've just incorporated one tiny aspect of anything that we've discussed so far, um, I really want to hear about it. I want to hear about your successes. But equally, if someone is listening to this and thinks that it's all made sense, but it doesn't apply to me, then I need to hear from you as well, because that's when we'll continue the conversation and make sure that you too feel empowered to get on the ladder towards development and towards living a better day. If I was to really break down what the main points are here, I'd say planning our day is key. We can absolutely use social and emails when we choose. And we can also set things on the preferences of both so that they come through at certain times, so that we are notified only at certain times. There are so many controls that we can tinker with that we've not looked for before that will actually enable these things to work for us when we want them to. You know, know that that is absolutely your option. To be able to to sit there with the feeling that's making you want to distract and actually being able to override that, just analyze it and just be in the moment is a really important thing. The transitions between doing one job on the list and doing the next thing is usually where distraction creeps in. So just preempt that and try and make those transitions as smooth as if you were, I don't know why, but I'm thinking of a um, triathlete. Um, so, you know, they want to get out of their wet stuff and onto that bike ASAP, don't they? And we've got to be the same when it comes to starting one task after finishing another, because that's that again, that's where we're like, oh, right, I finished that. But you know what? I might just have a little look at this. 
um, 20 minutes later, we know how that goes. We have a duty to ourselves and the goals that we set and the people that we love to protect our focus and to safeguard it and to understand the importance of it because without it, our day is so much less in terms of not just productivity, let's not relate everything to work and getting things done, but actually to being present when it comes to homeschooling a child or to having a conversation with our partner. If we're constantly being distracted, we're not actually great company. Um, We're not actually able to support people. So it is something that we absolutely need to protect. Lastly, just remember, if you created these, what we probably now deem to be unhelpful habits, we can create new ones. And just a little quote that I'd leave you on. Success is choosing the pain of discipline over the ease of distraction. Don't be that person who just lives in comfort your whole life because actually comfort turns to discomfort at some point. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Only Human. If by some chance you like what you've heard, then there will be new episodes every Tuesday from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Absolute Radio app, or wherever you get yours. Remember though to rate and review. I love the feedback. And you can also get in touch with your questions, concerns, or dilemmas by emailing me directly at jeff at onlyhumanpod.com. 